Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. I hope you're doing fine wherever you are and whatever you're doing as you listen to this. This is episode number 826, and it's called Yiddish Words Used in English. I was considering calling this English Words from Yiddish. In the end, though, I decided I would emphasize the fact that these are Yiddish words which are used in English. Okay. Now, we know that English is a very broad and diverse language, right? People often say that English has a, has a massive vocabulary. And one of the reasons for this is because it's kind of sucked up lots of words from other languages. Uh, you may know the history of the English language, the sort of the, the most common narrative for the history of English. In fact, I think my dad gave a basic version of it in the recent episode that we did about his book, the the recent one, which was called A River Avon Year, that episode, we did talk about sort of some of the history of the English language. But the, the basic story is that English sort of developed over the last, what, 2000 years or 1500 years or something. And the English has been influenced by mainly Latin, uh, from uh, the Romans um, and also Latin that came through the French as well. And French, of course, after the invasion of the Normans in 1066, and they brought French with them, of course. Germanic languages from the um, Germanic tribes of uh, places like what's now Denmark and Germany, they, they brought their languages over and you end up with Anglo-Saxon, I mean, in terms of chronology, it's really Anglo-Saxon uh, and then uh, French came in with the Norman invasion. And then, you know, over a th- period of about a thousand years, you develop through Middle English to Modern English and and so on. But English also has taken vocabulary from lots of other places, too. I talked about this a little bit last year with Fred Iango in his episode that we did. We, we talked about crossword puzzles and origins of English. So as well as being influenced by Latin, French and and Germanic languages, uh, English has taken words from Greek, you know, words like biology, philosophy, psychology. Um, Lots of words have come from Spanish, especially words relating to food like taco and salsa and things like that. And also the word siesta, uh, which is a, a word meaning to have a nap, as you will know. Also, English has taken words from Arabic. Uh, especially words related to maths, words like zero and algorithm. English has taken words from Dutch as well, uh, words related to things like trade and navigation, like yacht and cookie and landscape come from Dutch. Indian languages too have contributed lots of words to the English language, words coming from uh, languages like Hindi, including words like uh, jungle, pajamas, guru and other languages that come from India. But also, English has taken words from uh, Yiddish as well. Now, Yiddish, as you may know, is a language associated with Jewish communities in Central and Eastern Europe, or Jewish communities that originally were based in Central and Eastern Europe, right? And so, Yiddish is a fascinating language. It's a sort of a a Germanic language with elements of Hebrew and Aramaic and Slavic languages, um, spoken by millions of Jews throughout Europe uh, before the Holocaust. And then after that, with the Jewish diaspora, the sort of spread or um, the movement of Jewish people around the world, they brought Yiddish with them, of course. And as we know, plenty of Jewish people went to the United States and um, in particular settled in New York, New York City. 
Um, and you know, New York's famous for its Jewish communities, but also plenty of Jewish people moved to England. And London, similar to New York, London has its Jewish community as well. And so naturally, uh, Yiddish has kind of contributed words to English because as these you know, people moved to uh, these English-speaking places, they brought their language with them. These days, if you talk about people of my generation, Jewish people of my generation who have um, grown up in the UK, maybe their grandparents may have used Yiddish around the house or, you know, there, there might be just like Yiddish words used in the family and stuff. And those words have kind of gradually made their way into the English language to the extent that you can find many of them in the Oxford English Dictionary. And there are many words that are used on a daily basis by people who are not Jewish. Like, for example, for me, I, I actually use many of these words myself. And I'm aware of a lot of the words too. And so what we're looking at here is, yes, Yiddish words that are used in English. Okay, basically, that's the idea. And I'm joined today by Sebastian Marx, my friend Sebastian. I know Sebastian through doing stand-up comedy in Paris. Sebastian is a professional stand-up comedian. He is from New York originally, but he lives in France now. He does comedy shows in French and in English. But this time, Sebastian and I thought we would talk about this interesting subset of vocabulary words in English that are from Yiddish. Now, most of these words, we're going to go through a list. Most of the words are in the Oxford English Dictionary. To be fair, some of them are a bit specific to the uh, Jewish community and and um, haven't really made their way all the way into the dictionary or into common usage. But nevertheless, you do hear them. You do, you do hear these words in things like comedy shows or certain characters, for example, in American movies and things like that. You know, if you're watching like Woody Allen films or uh, certain comedy shows that you might see on, on American television, uh, characters might use some of these words. So, you know, there's a bit of a grey area when you're talking about kind of dialect words or words that come into English from other languages. Normally, there's a bit of grey area where those communities will speak that dialect and some of those dialect words definitely become part of common English usage, but then some of the words don't as well. So we'll go through the list in this episode. We're going to talk all about these words and what they mean and give examples and all that sort of stuff. At the end of the episode, I will highlight ones which actually I couldn't find in the Oxford English Dictionary, but the vast majority of them are in common English usage. So there you go. I thought that this would be an interesting episode for you to listen to just as a way of exploring the diversity of the English language and also to have, you know, a, an interesting conversation with a, with a friend on the podcast. So this is a chance for you to listen to Sebastian and me in conversation. As I said, Sebastian is from New York originally, so you're going to hear an American accent. But that's it for this introduction. Okay, if you want, you can check the episode page on my website where you'll find a list of all the words that we're using. Okay, I'll speak to you again at the end of this conversation. But now I will let you listen to me in conversation with Sebastian Marks. And here we go. Sebastian Marks, welcome back onto my podcast. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, nice to, nice to have you back here. Um, when was the last time you were on this show? Do you remember? I don't. Was it around uh, COVID time? Did we do it virtually? I, th I think so. I think we did a sort of a, a lockdown chat episode okay, yeah. kind of thing. But um, I think maybe even at the end of that episode, we said that we would do this. So it's yeah. been at least like two years that we've been thinking about this doing this. This episode is two years in the making. Yeah, exactly. It's been in the making for two years. Yeah. So how anyway, how are you, Sebastian? What if what, what have you been up to? I'm, I'm good. I'm still uh, performing stand-up comedy mm -hmm. uh, as my profession yeah. in French and in English, in Paris and abroad. And, uh, and yeah, so making videos, sometimes doing videos and, uh, that's pretty much, and being a dad, 
which is that that's already a lot. You got three kids. I have three kids. Yeah. Three. Three. Yeah. Is that uh, that's too much? It's, is it? Yeah, it's three too many. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it's quite. Uh, what? How old are they? Uh, ten, seven, and four. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What so, a handful. It is a handful, but it's good. It's good. Does Does the ten year old help out with the four year old? Starting to. Well, we're in a good period. We're in a sweet spot now mm-hmm. because no more diapers, no more pacifier for the young one. The old one is the old, eldest is not a teenager yet, mm-hmm. so we have this little sweet spot of like two three years before all hell breaks loose. Yeah, we're, we're coming out of the baby phase, you know. No, right. no more toilet trained is good. You know, we're having conversations with, with our four year old, so that's all good. Yeah, so we, yeah. we're out of the baby. You know, no more stroller. Mm-hmm. No, you know, we can put the kid in the car. We don't need to fold anything. He's mm-hmm. go. He's, you know, he's. He's going, it's great. Yeah. He eats by himself. You don't have to cut everything. Like he's, <laughs> he's becoming a person. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, the eldest one is, even if she is showing signs of uh, adolescence already, she's not, you know, full on. Yeah, you got a couple of years. Yeah, we have like two years. Kicks in. in the sweet spot. Okay. All right. Um, so, anyway, nice to have you back, though. To give you a bit of time out from all of that craziness. Yes. Um, That's so- why I'm here. Well, just to get away from <laughs> just that. That's the only reason. We also agreed a theme for the episode. We did, which is what? What's the theme that we're going to talk about? Y- Yiddish. Yes. I I, has, I stuttered. Yiddish. Y- y- Yiddish. Yiddish. Words in English that come from, from Yiddish. Yiddish. Yes. Okay. And there are a lot. There are a decent amount. So why have we chosen to talk about this? And what is Yiddish? What is Yiddish as well? Yiddish is a, a language. If I can say, it's a Jewish language or language spoken by the Jewish people mm-hmm. in Eastern Europe. Europe, and I'm specifying this because there are two kind of groups, general groups of Jews. One is Sephardic, the other is Ashkenazi. And Ashkenazi is coming from Eastern Europe, and the Sephardics are coming from Northern Africa and Spain mm-hmm. and Portugal. And so um, my, I, I'm a Ashkenazi okay. uh, uh, Jew, So because my grandparents, my paternal grandparents are from Germany and maternal are from Austria. Okay. Yeah. So Yiddish then. Yiddish. So coming back to so Yiddish, the language was spoken by the Jewish people. Is spoken by the Jewish people coming from Eastern Europe, mm. and it's a kind of a mix between German and Hebrew. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, and you can kind of hear it in the in the sounds, the phonetically, the, the words sound a bit German. Yeah, 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 I definitely noticed that. So we've created a list of words mm-hmm. that come from Yiddish that are. Most of the words in the list are ones that are used regularly in English, like okay. just like totally normal parts of the English language. I would say that most of those ones, as a as an English person, obviously growing up in England, not in parts of New York where people might even say these words, yeah. as an English person, I am aware of and use many of the words in the list. So I would say those ones are probably ones that are part of general English rather than sort of specific dialect words or something um, in you know communities where people speak Yiddish. Well, yeah, it's I mean, like gone into the language to the extent that it's just like normal. The, but they're across- in the dictionary now. Yeah, I mean, at least yeah. in the American dictionary, in the like Webster dictionary, which is the I guess the American version, um, and they're yeah they're yeah. official words now. Yeah, so in the Oxford English Dictionary as well, uh, Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah, all those dictionaries contain many of these words. Okay. Yes. Okay. So did you hear Yiddish being used around you yeah, when you were growing um, up? I never knew anybody who spoke only in Yiddish. Like for example, my grandparents didn't speak Yiddish, um, or at least not to an extent that they would speak it. Only, you know, it would be, well, they were German speaking. So I, I think uh, it was so close that they, they just spoke German. And also my grandparents weren't necessarily that religious either. Um, but it's, uh, so yeah, I never knew somebody who spoke exclusively Yiddish, but they're just Yiddish words all over the place, mm. you know. And, and, and part of the reason is because there's, the words on this list are very specific. You know how there's some words in in some languages that are just so good and so specific about and that they can't translate mm-hmm. them, or, you know, and that's why um, Americans or just English speakers use Yiddish words sometimes because they're just so good and they're so specific about one idea, one concept that an English word wouldn't do the trick. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm Jewish. I was born and raised in the Jewish tradition. Um, but with a very kind of liberal idea already of, of Judaism, meaning our family wasn't orthodox or very strict. 
when it came to, you know, for example, we weren't kosher. We wouldn't eat kosher food yeah. uh, growing up. And But I was bar mitzvahed. So there's this whole idea about like, for me, Judaism is a religion, but it's also a culture. And so like, I feel culturally Jewish, but I don't, but I'm not religious today. Like I don't go to synagogue. Uh, and haven't for years. Naughty boy. I am a very bad Jew. And and uh, yet at the same time, I feel like there is something that's culturally that I, I come from this group of people, uh, especially the Ashkenazi group. So mm-hmm. what, I was, what I think is interesting is like, you put me in front of a Sephardic Jew who's coming from North Africa, I won't feel like we're the same mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. because they're going to eat couscous, they're going to be... Um, uh, they're going to be happy, you know, and, and, and so it's, I feel like it's not part of our, <laughs> the same uh, genetic code. Right. Uh, right, right. And so, um, yeah, so I, I do feel culturally speaking, and, and I think Yiddish words contribute to that feeling of cultural identity. And uh, Yiddish is specifically Ashkenaz, meaning Eastern European Jew, mm-hmm. not uh, North African Jewish. Okay. So the words in this list come from uh, that the Ashkenazi group yes, who speak Yiddish. Yeah, which is kind of, once again, this mix between German and uh, Hebrew. Yeah, okay. So the top of the list is a word that everyone uses all the time. Yep. The word bagel. Bagel. A bagel. A bagel. So? A bagel is is a round piece of bread, like a donut-shaped bread. Mm -hmm. But So it's savory. It's not sweet, like a donut. Mm -hmm. And it's... Boiled. It's originally boiled, then baked. Boiled, then baked. Boiled, then baked. So you take the dough and you put it in water, in boiling water, mm-hmm. hence boiling. Boiling. <laughs> and, then, and then you put it in the oven to to give it the brown kind of golden touch. So it is uh, It's interesting and it's very good. It's all over New York, all over most of America. You can get bagels anywhere. I'm saying that because in France, it's really hard to get bagels. Mm. You have to go to Picard, which is the frozen... Uh, or you go to Bagel Stein. Like there are very few places. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain about the bread selection here in France, but bagels is not necessarily their thing. Where you go anywhere in New York, and it's kind of like the go-to bread in sense. Like you're going to make a sandwich, you use a bagel. If you want breakfast, you, you have like scrambled eggs on a bagel or bagel sandwich. And so it's all over the place in the, in the United bagels States. Bagels are everywhere. It's just bagel, bagel, bagel. Bagel, bagel, bagel. Constantly. Like just more too many, popular too many than, bagels. than baguettes and, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also just buy like a dozen bagels at, at places and just like have them for breakfast. It's just always. Twelve, 12 bagels for breakfast. Twelve bagels. <laughs> the twelve bagels of, of breakfast. Yeah. Um, Okay, so very common, but I didn't know that came from uh, Yiddish originally. I guess who it, knew? Yeah, I, I guess the word does. I mean, logically, it does. Um, I'm not sure where the actual word comes from. I don't really mind because they taste nice. What's your favorite? Yeah, it says a bagel, browned, uh, borrowed from Yiddish, bagel, spelled B-E-Y-G-L, ultimately from a diminutive of Middle High German, ring bracelet. Which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. What's well, the idea of a ring? What's your favorite uh, bagel filling? My favorite bagel filling would probably be um, well either the classic cream cheese. Uh, you know, scallion cream cheese and tomato is good. Scallion cream cheese yeah. and tomato. Because in, in, in the United States, you'll have all these like different kinds of cream cheese with different things in it. Um, and I also just like a tuna tuna salad. Yeah. Bagel. Yeah, good, yeah. good shout. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to. You shouldn't talk to people after it because you get because the onions and have bad breath for the rest of the day. Yeah, but yeah. but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, bake bagel. Next one uh, pronounced is it chutzpah? Chutzpah, not chutzpah. No chutzpah. Chutzpah. It's spelled C H, but you pronounce it chutzpah. Yeah, which means the nerve, the nerve of of somebody, the like audacity, the audacity. So uh, what chutzpah? Like if someone is. Um, Talking back to his father, they say, oh, the what chutzpah. The to, chutzpah on this kid. Yeah, on, on this kid to talk back to his father like that, to curse. Um, or, you know, what chutzpah, my friend asked me to pay him back for the coffee that he had to pay for. It was two euros. The what nerve chutzpah, the of nerve. this guy, the chutzpah of the this chutzpah. guy. And I love this word because it really, it hits home. It, it feels like 
it's what it's what, what, you're, what you're what you're trying to spit what you're what you're trying to spit what yeah, you're trying to say yeah it is a bit like spitting though it is, it is like chutzpah. Chutzpah. chutzpah yeah yeah what chutzpah sometimes the best words do have that sort of um, I don't know what it is onomatopoeic yeah. quality to them yeah. or or a sort of physical quality like a lot of swear words have got that lots yeah. of t and k yeah. sort of sounds yeah. and chutzpah, chutzpah is quite a good one so yeah. the chutzpah the nerve of this guy. Yeah. Yes, okay, nice. Next one, glitch. Glitch. A glitch in the system, a glitch in the matrix. A bug is yeah. uh, something that went wrong, a small thing that went wrong. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's usually, like today, it's usually used with electronics, mm -hmm. computers, phones. There's a glitch, or there's a glitch in the system, or there's a glitch in the matrix, is that it's what they say? Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's pretty common. I think it's uh, it's definitely an English word now. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. It's maybe the most sort of the the word that has the most official English word today. Exactly yeah. that, maybe that, and bagel, and a couple of others possibly. But like glitch is just so common. So common. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Next is uh, the word goy. A goy, which is the way Jews call anybody who's not Jewish. A goy is somebody who's a, who's not Jewish, a non-Jew. Right. Yeah, so we have a word for everybody else. <laughs> just one word for everyone one. else, not it, Jewish. I think it originally just means a guy. I think it comes from that. Like yeah. the idea of Who just is a this? person. Just some guy. It's, it's some guy, so <laughs> meaning not Jewish. <laughs> because Jews are apparently in another level, another realm. It's just, I, don't, I don't know exactly. It's Jewish and then it's just some other some guys. Other guys. <laughs> so it's, it's goy. It's a goy. You say Gentile as well, though, don't Gentile you? Gentile is more, yeah, Gentile is also also means non-Jew. But among like among Jews, we would say more, oh, he's a goy. Like, oh, he married a goy. More than a Gentile. A Gentile is like a little bit too official or too pleasant. Okay. Goy is more uh, slang. Pejorative. Pejor and also slang. pejorative, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, especially like married a goy is like a, the worst thing <laughs> is, like, that could happen. Uh, next is the word klutz. Great word. Oh, you stupid klutz. What have you done? It's a clumsy person. Yeah. Somebody who's clumsy is a klutz. Yeah, yeah. Who drops things, who trips over things. Knocks things over, breaks things. Yeah. Oh, you stupid klutz. Oh, yeah. I'm such a klutz. Sorry for being such and a klutz. And I wonder if klutz is not coming from the same root as clumsy. Yeah, clumsy, yeah. Klumsy, klutz. Yeah. Yeah, they they must be related in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there you go, a, cl a clumsy person. A lot of these I know already. Bagel, uh, chutzpah, glitch, uh, goy, klutz. I've known all of them so far. Mm -hmm. Next is another kind of obvious one, kosher. Kosher, which means... Well, uh, the, literally anything that, that uh, especially when we eat food, food has to be kosher for the Jews, meaning there's no pork. You're not allowed to mix meat and milk, any dairy products. You can't eat um, like a, a cheeseburger because it's a mix of cheese and, and meat. And I guess mm. the idea is like you don't want to take too much from the same animal. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, mm. don't, uh, don't abuse of the cow kind of idea. Uh, also, you know, Shellfish, there are lots of shellfish that are not kosher. I don't know why. Because you know the why? Because they're shellfish. This is the, the, this is a Sean Connery joke. Why does Sean Connery? Why does Sean Connery hate crabs? Because they're they're shellfish. Uh, and uh, what time does Sean Connery arrive at Wimbledon? Uh, Tennis. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was uh, kosher. Have you, have you done a thing on the ish? It's pretty specific to the English language. The what? ish, ish, like ten ish. The oh, ish, like ish. Uh, it's, it's sort of approximately. Is, is it raining? Kind of ish. Yeah. Uh, have I ever done a bit on it in stand up? Yeah, have, no, no, no. Have you talked about it? On yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Many times, ish. Because yeah. it's pretty specific. Is that is that I, only us then? You do, you guys don't do that because I was trying to think about like. A French person asked me, how would you translate ish? And I was really like, there's no way in French, at least, which kind of made me think it's pretty specific to English, the ish. Ish. So it's kind of, what color is it? It's sort of bluish, bluish, yeah. bluish brownish. Sort of, like approximately blue. Yeah, kind of. Is kind the, of blue, yeah. But in terms of what we can add after, like we put ish afterwards. I can't think of an equivalent thing that we can put after, only things before. Kind of blue. Sort yeah, of yeah. blue. You know, and I think when approximately, approximately, maybe. yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, there's the ish as a suffix 
that means a, you know mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a, it's a yeah it's quite a unique tool thing yeah, yeah that's in English uh, that one of course <laughs> yeah so all right what's the next word kvetch 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 yeah it's to complain <clears throat> right I didn't yeah. know this one yeah uh, but it's it means great. to complain it's complain to whine ah stop your kvetching complaining whining moaning yeah okay yeah. and what sort of context would that be used then. Could be about a you know kid complaining or uh, you know uh, an old person on the on, on the bus. Oh, it's hot! I can't stand it. Oh, you stop your kvetching. Always kvetching. Always kvetching. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much any complaining, and I think this is also you know phonetically <clears throat> sounds good. Oh, kvetch to kvetch is to complain. I think what you should do at the end of this when we've been through the list is you should test me. Okay. You should look at the list and yeah. just like define one. I have to tell you which one it is. All right. Let's see if how many I forget. Yeah. Uh, next, locks. 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 L O X is smoked salmon. Very popular in New York cuisine. Probably in other major cities in the states. And mm-hmm. so it's smoked salmon, often cut very thinly, and you would put it on a bagel. A very common bagel and locks for breakfast, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, like in brunches, like lots of brunches in New York, kind of more upscale, would have locks. Ah. Um, and so, or at the fish store, you can get locks. So it's smoked salmon. Smoked salmon. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any difference between locks and smokes, just any smoked salmon. I guess it's like a certain smoking technique mm-hmm. that makes it even more uh, Delicious. <laughs> so, but yeah. That's what locks is. Okay, well, I didn't know that one either. Next is the word mensch, which I, I ha- I've heard before. You've heard it I, mentioned. I've heard it mentioned. <laughs> um, so mensch, M-E-N-S-C-H. Yeah, which means man. I think it literally means a man. Right, but... But it means like... Um, a good guy. A really good guy. A good guy, yeah. A good guy that we all respect. Yeah. Uh, He's a real mensch. Yeah, a real mensch... Like, yeah, someone who's a good person. And often it's used ironically. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, if, if I want to make you feel like I'm a good person, it's like, hey, you see, I uh, I, I bought you some flowers. Yeah, yeah, you're such a mensch. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's all to go, you know. Oh, yeah, I gave that homeless guy five cents. Oh, yeah, what a mensch. What a mensch you are. Yeah, what a, you're such a mensch. Mm-hmm. So it's often used ironically. But, yeah, I mean, a mensch is a stand-up guy. Okay, yeah. you're a real mensch. You're a real mensch. Thanks a lot, you're a real mensch. Yeah. Uh, next is Meshuggahna. Meshuggahna. When I'd never heard of this before. Crazy. Crazy. Meshuggahna Meshugga, well, is a crazy person. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, you could say, oh, he's, he's all Meshuggahna or Meshuggah. Uh, and, and it means craziness, like bonkers, bananas. Yeah. Like, we have lots of words in English, too. Yeah, bananas, crazy, nuts, bonkers, yeah. batty, balmy. Yeah. Yeah, and mashugana. Yeah, and mashugana. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's really made its way in, into English. No, I've never heard that before. Uh, never. This seems very strange. Yeah, this might be ha- uh, something that I've heard thanks to my community that I grew up in. Yeah, I guess so. Uh. How is it? How would it be used then? Can you give me an example sentence? Um well, look, he's, he ran out of the house without any clothes on. He's all Meshuggahna. Okay. A person who acts foolishly. Yeah. This, uh, okay. Someone who does crazy, crazy foolish things. Foolish yeah. things. Okay. He climbed up the building without a rope. He's Meshuggahna. He's Meshuggahna. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, never heard that one. Next one I have heard. Oi. Oi. Oi vey. Oi vey. It's a sigh. It's like, uh, oh my God. Yeah. I guess the equivalent would be, oh my God. Uh, in English. Yeah. Like oh, the, my God. It's a Jewish version of, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oy vey. Uh, like, look, oh. Oh, it's raining again. Oy it's vey. raining again. Oy vey. Yeah, and it's usually nothing that dramatic. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like, oh, that person is being m- murdered. Oy, oy vey. No, it's more just like, oh. Ah. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, dear. Oh, dear yeah. would be a good okay. translation. All right, then. Uh, flying through the list, we next we have the word putts. So we had klutz before. Yeah, klutz, which is a clumsy person. A putz literally means a penis, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah? But it's any, like, a jerk, I would say. like Stupid putz. Yeah, it's a mix of loser and asshole. <laughs> and it's kind of <laughs> r- relatively vague. Not a great thing to be. Not You don't want to be a putz. You definitely do not want to be a putz. No. A stupid or worthless person. Is the the official Google <laughs> official Google definition? The official Google definition a is stupid or worthless. A stupid or worthless I'm person. not some two bit putz who doesn't know the difference between 
Uzo and Dom, per- Dom Perignon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a putz. Is- okay. It's stupid putz. So what do you think I am? Some kind of putz? Yeah. So yeah, stupid person. Okay. There's a few words for stupid person in yeah. this list. And I'm going to talk about this comedian named Gary Goldman, who's an uh, an American Jewish com- comedian. Mm-hmm. And he has, he's uh, I forget which bit it is, but he just starts saying, oh, the guy was a putz, a klutz. A schlemiel, a schnook, a, a, a schnook, and he says, "Yes, uh, Eskimos have a hundred ways, a hundred words for snow. Jews have a hundred words for loser." Right, and so it's true. <laughs> I'm realizing that on this list of Yiddish words, lots of them just mean loser. So, we, we, so the next one after putz is schlemiel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is in a similar. Schlemiel. I'm adding some to the list here. We've got schnook as well. And schmuck. And schmuck here too. Which I think ironically, or schmuck also means a penis. Really? I think both schmuck and putz. Yeah, but schmuck and putz are always used to talk about a person. He's a stupid schmuck. You look at you, you putz. Yeah, it's it's very rarely used to actually talk about. But then you do have a word uh, for for penis, and that is schlong. Schlong, that's true. He got out his schlong. Yeah, which usually means a big, there's an idea of a big penis. The sense that it's large. Snake, yeah. Schlong. Schlong coming from snake, so yeah. (laughs) Um, Schmuck is, yes, schmuck, a foolish or contemptible person. Right. So yeah. so we've we've just had uh, we had Klutz first, the clumsy yeah. person. Clumsy Putz person. is a stupid idiot. Yeah. Schlemiel. Schlemiel. Yeah, what about uh, sh- Schlemiel I think is also kind of a mix between a klutz like uh <laughs> and a like a, a, an idiot. It's definitely um I thought it's between a putz and a klutz. Between the two yeah, you've got a yeah. Schlemiel. Yeah. Yeah, really? Putz can be more um like an a mean person. I feel Schlemiel is like a pitiful person. Right, right, right. Pathetic. Yeah, a stupid, awkward, or unlucky person. So I guess the idea of like unlucky is like, yeah. It's not their fault, really. Yeah, it's pitiful. Like you have pity on this person. Right. Which links to schnook. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is even more uh, pitiful because it's like somebody who falls for everything, right? Like a, a loser in the sense, like he'll he'll <laughs> follow uh, his a, a guy around just because he's looking for affection, or uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll he'll fall for any scam. Oh, a schnook. That's a schnook. So a schnook, schnook is someone yeah. who's totally gullible and will fall yeah. for anyone's shtick. Yeah. And uh, a schlemiel, schlemiel is just a pathetic loser. Yeah. And a putz is just a loser. Yeah. Okay. See, there are lots of subtle differences. Different shades of... Different uh, shades of loser. Yeah, I see. Different... hundred... No, 50 shades of putz. <laughs> putz, schlemiel, schnook, schmuck. Okay. Yeah. Different words for, for people. Schlong as well. The penis there, yeah. of course. Don't mm-hmm. forget that one, listeners. Yeah, very important. And And then um, some other words. This one is one of my favorite ones that I do know. Yes. And that's schlep. Schlep. So so you you can schlep something. You can schlep yourself. It's hard to define. It's like to schlep something is like to carry it, to haul. And it implies that it's heavy. Mm -hmm. So it's it's annoying and difficult. Yeah. So you can schlep a backpack. You can schlep a, a box. Yes. But also it means to travel far. Or at least in a, in a difficult way. Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm not going to schlep to the other side of Paris just to... Deliver yeah, this letter or whatever. Just to deliver this letter or just to have a coffee. So, yeah, schlep. Schlep is this idea of traveling slash carrying something that's annoying and heavy and it, difficult. It's perfect because that is a journey that we have to make quite a lot. We, yeah. we have to do this all the time. Half of our, our trips are really annoying, inconvenient and difficult, especially if you're carrying something heavy, yeah. you're traveling a long distance. It's a real schlep. It's a real schlep. You can say it's a noun and a verb. Yeah. You can schlep to somewhere, You could, meaning it's you're implying that it's either far or annoying to get there. Yeah. You can schlep something. Yeah. You can so I'm going to schle- I'm have to schlep this bag around all day. Meaning carry. And it's such a schlep to get to the airport from yeah. here. It's meaning it's an annoying tr- voyage trip. That's perfect because that's yeah, something so specific in its meaning yeah. and so common as well. And but- so right. I mean, like there's in the right in the sense precise, like there's no other word, especially in English, that, is, that has that sense that has that idea of 
going somewhere and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, so it's a great addition to the language. Yeah. Uh, we use that one in my family quite a lot. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Um, and so, okay, schlep. We also got the word schlock. Hmm. Which means something cheap. Yeah. Like maybe just some kind of rubbish, like loads of products that you'd find in some terrible, cheap roadside shop. Yeah, kind of like anything that's you want to give away, like junk. Yes. Junk, I guess, would be good. So, yeah, schlock. Often like, um, yeah, cheapo products that you're yeah. trying to get rid of. Yeah. I've got all this kind of, uh, all this schlock. Uh, did we talk before about how schlock could be also stuff that you could do, like comedy or movies, yeah, like Hollywood, sh Hollywood schlock, like the sort of yeah, generic rubbish that they do in Hollywood rubbish. films. Rubbish is a good word too. Yeah, like something that's not quality, like something that is not worth watching or mm -hmm. worth uh, listening to. And yeah, junk is good. Yeah, okay, well, anything that's yeah cheap, uh, not of good quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one's great. Next one, the word um, schmooze, which to is a schmooze. verb, to yeah. schmooze, yeah. schmoozing. It means to chat. It means to, to chat, but with like the idea of making connections or getting somewhere, uh, often like with a cocktail in hand. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, oh, to schmooze is, is to smooth talk and kind of for your career, business, um, yeah. goals, like so, giving someone your card, you know, that, that kind of... The kind of thing that would happen at, in Hollywood a lot where yes. producers are schmoozing with each other. They're, yeah, exactly, sort of going, they're networking, networking charming yeah. people, doing deals um, and flirting maybe and drinking cocktails, looking very glamorous and schmoozing with all of the other producers at the Hollywood it's great because party. It doesn't, yeah, because it's, it's also very specific because it's beyond just chit-chat. It's beyond talking. It's, yeah, it's uh, making connections. It's networking, yeah, I guess mm -hmm. would be the, the, the official. Google says, talk with someone in a lively and friendly way, typically in order to impress or man manipulate them. Do you have to schmooze ever as a comedian in Paris? Any schmoozing? Yeah, I, I'm not a good schmoozer, though. Like, no. I'm not... It's not my uh, my strength. It's not... Uh, some people... I, I, can, I, I love watching good schmoozers. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a few friends who are good schmoozers who are just like, you can see... Uh, how they start and like all of a sudden they know like what joke to place, but also they know how to eventually get to mm -hmm. uh, a good contact, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, get the person's number or just say, oh, you know, I, I, I'm working on this. You should check this out kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm not a good schmooze, but yeah, it's, it's important in our industry. I guess like in most entertainment industries, it's good to know how to schmooze. Yes, I would say so. All right. So. <laughs> Next one is schmutz. 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 It's it's like any dirty thing, uh, often like on your face. Like you have something, you have some oh, yeah. schmutz on your 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 shirt or your your face on your cheek. You got some schmutz. I've never heard of this one before. Yeah, it's it's pretty common, at least uh, in New York. Just some dirt, some generic dirt. dirt. Dur anything dirty you that you want to get rid of. You've got some schmutz on your face. Can yeah, you just or like it schmutz off? on your computer screen. Yeah, I just got to clean up this schmutz on my phone after yeah, I dropped it. Yeah, I'm trying it. to think of like the English equivalent would be like what? 
I guess I think it's just shit. shit. Yeah, just some shit. Yeah, there's you got just some shit. sorry, got some shit on you. Got some shit on the side of your mouth. You got uh, some stuff. Yeah, but stuff. stuff doesn't necessarily imply dirty. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So shit. I mean, uh, uh, it could, we use the word shit to mean obviously poo. Yeah, uh, but we also use the word shit to mean Any just dirty, dirty stuff. Thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, uh, what was it again? Schmutz. 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 Yeah, schmutz. 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 I'm going to have to remember all this, schmutz. listeners, for yeah. the test. And I and I like say I say to my kids that's mm-hmm. one of the, you know because they often have schmutz on clothing and or body parts. I see. Yeah. Okay, so you're handing down your vocab yes. to the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, uh, shtick. Shtick. So we were talking about shtick before. Uh, before we started recording, yeah, and so you, uh, comedians can have shtick. So you have shtick. Yeah, shtick is so. This is one I know as well. It's a sort of distinguishing style of doing comedy. It's Com- normally yeah. for comedy, right? I think is so. It? But I'm seeing like the definition here says uh, feature or business. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's often associated with comedy. It's like, what's your persona? What's your style of comedy? It's style, your way of telling a joke. Um, or your routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his shtick? Oh, his shtick is that he's uh, he's dirty. He's a dirty comic. Where he ins- he insults women. That's his shtick. Is just he does jokes about his kids. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of like the 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 theme or the style of comedy he does is his shtick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you have a shtick? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. I guess it's like observational. Um, but I'm trying to just move uh, move away from that, getting to more personal stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to say. It's uh, I'm inside of myself, so it's hard to. Say. I think it's it's not an, e- an easy question to answer. What your shtick is? Uh, it should be. It probably it's, it would help if I knew what my shtick was. <laughs> but um, you're you're you have a shtick. I don't know really. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's hard for me to tell. But I have this shtick that I would like to have, which is the sort of. Um, stream of consciousness, surreal, um, improvising kind of comedian who's kind of, yeah, doing this ad-libbing, lots of ad-libs, lots of sort of slightly surreal, imaginative stuff. That's that's the kind of thing I'd like to do. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's definitely, like, an absurd uh, aspect to your observations and and your style of jokes, and uh, that's what I appreciate. Mm, yeah, that's the sort of thing I go for. I yeah, think that great. kind of Monty Python, Eddie yeah. Izzard kind of stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, all right, shtick. Yeah, your shtick is you know you you observe very carefully the whole sort of differences between your culture and French mm-hmm. culture or Parisian culture. Yeah. And over the years, I've seen you do so many bits that they've stuck in my head. <laughs> Um, like, I don't know what, like, you know, doing stuff about learning French and forgetting English words. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, you, your brain just says to you, you know, you're just going to have to let grapefruit go. Yeah, there's a limited amount of space in my brain for more than one language. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when I learn a new French word, it pushes its English counterpart overboard. Yeah, this is always... The dark ocean of my unconscious. This always horrified me, you see, yeah. that I that I would lose all my English words. Hasn't that happened? No, no, no it hasn't. Yeah. But I haven't really picked up much many <laughs> French, French words, words. though. So. Um, but yeah, that joke often sticks with me and various others that you've done over the years. You've kind of described the experiences that I've had living and working in, in Paris. Um, so shtick, okay, comic sort of style, yeah. let's say. Style. Yeah. Uh, moving on to another noun, schmaltz. Schmaltz, uh, schmaltzy cheese, is the adjective. Cheese, cheese in the sense um, over sentimental. Yes. Uh, forced. Like some forced mo- emotion. Some movies they're just full of schmaltz, especially yeah. at the end. Especially yeah. Hollywood movies, they yeah. they really turn up the schmaltz all yeah, the way we, up we to eleven. Put, like schmaltzy music on to make you f- to force the emotion. And a happy ending gets yeah. tacked on. Yeah. Can you think of any sh- sort of schmaltzy? Films? Uh, any of Steven Spielberg's yeah, I films? Think, I think I'm, I'm, even though I'm a fan of Spielberg, it, it, his uh, pro, like the if if he, if there's going to be a problem with a, a Spielberg movie, it's going to be that. It's going to be over sentimental, too obvious, or uh, cheesy. Yeah, you know where just the hero will finally, you know, there'll be a close up on his face with a dramatic music, like forced a little yeah. bit. And and I feel like yeah, so some. Uh, Spielberg stuff could could be like that. Um, E.T. is a bit schmaltzy at yeah, the end. Yeah, like, they yeah. like fly off on their bikes and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit bit rich. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other. 
I remember like uh, saving Private Ryan, like at the end, mm-hmm. like when you come back to him as an adult or something. Well, yeah, when when it's, it, it's when when Tom Hanks is is going to get killed and he says to Ryan, "Hey, Ryan," and Ryan's like, "What?" And he goes, "Earn this." Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> earn this. Yeah, like that. Meaning you've got to live your life and really, you know, uh, be happy and earn the sacrifice that was made to yeah. earn this. And it goes very schmaltzy. Yeah, he he's good at, at schmaltz. Uh, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't like, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I buy into it. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. 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 Shul. Shul is synagogue. Oh, oh, I it's see. It's another word for synagogue. Shul. S-H-U-L. I'm going to shul <clears throat> is, is, yeah, I'm going to, to pray in, at the synagogue. Sounds like I'm going to school. And it might come from school now that I'm thinking about it. It's because, well, you know, back in the day when you would learn in church or you would learn in, in your religious, uh, place of worship so it might come from the same word school and shul yeah okay uh, very interesting from it, a germanic origin yeah it's an interesting word as well school because yeah. there's not many that not many words that have ch ch, yeah, ch that are pronounced k- like a k yeah. school yes. schedule yeah. arguably if you speak american english yeah. schedule schedule yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay shul meaning synagogue yeah or maybe school in a way as well. Yeah. Okay. Schwitz. So I didn't, by the way, I didn't know Schul. Yeah. I didn't know. Schul is pretty specific. I mean, like, you're not going to hear it outside of the Jewish community. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody in any, especially because you're talking about the synagogue. Like, it's something that I heard only in the community. Like, I, I don't think okay. I've heard any movie or any sitcom that talked about Schul. But the next word is maybe the sort of word you might see in a film if there's like a like a Billy Crystal film and he's playing a sort of very Jewish yeah. character. I'm schwitzing. Yeah, schwitz. 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 Is sweating to sweat. Schwitzing. It's it's hot in here. I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing up here. Okay. And so it's, yeah, it's just it's just sweating, and okay. so it's a verb. Okay. To, to schwitz. Hmm. Schwitz. I can't really see any sweat and schwitz. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, the S W and here's S V S H S H V Schwitz sweat. Yeah, they they must be related. Yeah, they can. Yeah, be. yeah, because obviously a lot of words in English come from Germanic. Yeah. Uh, spiel or spiel, isn't your it? Spiel, your spiel. Spielberg. It's kind of like Spielberg is like your speech. What's your spiel? It's kind of like a pitch. It's kind of like a. A pitch, like a movie pitch, like kind of your, your, your like a discourse, presentation, your, your a discourse. Yeah. yeah, some stuff you say is yeah. your spiel. It's your spiel. So you can have good spiel and bad spiel. Yeah. Spiel, can't yeah, you? Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, also, it's kind of linked with your routine, like like uh, in the like a. I imagine like a traveling salesman. He has his spiel, like the same speech he says every time when he wants to get you to buy whatever you're selling like that's yeah. a spiel or whenever anyone says to me so what's your podcast about and then i give the usual 30 second spiel yeah. about what it is kind of like has this idea of like prepared something that you've like prepared that you repeat often. some information that's stock that's always prepared in yeah. advance what what's written on the back of a book don't they write spiel on the back of a book I you know guess, the yeah. you know you, t- you get the book you look at the cover like the title the summary of the book? and you read the spiel on the yeah, back yeah, yeah. yeah that I've definitely heard it used like that yeah yeah spiel for the yeah. the stuff that's written on the back of so the book so it's kind of like yeah I guess a speech uh, it's like a sort of some, functional information delivered in the in a speech I'm normally gonna, I'm going to see what the real definition yeah, is. yeah okay what uh, Google spiel meaning an elaborate or Glib speech or story, typically one used as a salesperson. Yeah, yeah. sale the sales speech or yeah. sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. Like the spiel on the back of the book is there to kind of make you buy it. Yeah, you know. Okay, that's nice, and I knew that one. I didn't know Schwitz. I didn't know Schul. I didn't know Schnook, Schlemiel, and Locks. You didn't know. Okay, so we've got a few left here. Uh, Tuchus. Tuchus. And, and, uh, and Tush. Tush and Tuchus. Okay. Both mean the butt. The, the butt, the, the bum. The behind. The bottom. Yes, the bottom. So Tuchus uh, is more, I guess, y- Yiddish. Tush is very common in the United States, especially when you're talking to kids, because it's like a nice way. Of saying, like, move uh, your bum out of the yeah, way, move, move your, your tush. Yeah, it's like, I guess uh, the equivalent would be bum. Yeah, yeah okay. Your, your tush or tushy. 
as well. Right. Your, that's just cheese. very commonly used. It's pretty common, but yeah. But tukus is very specific to sort of Yeah, well, Yiddish. just to pr- pronounce it is harder. Tukus. It's it sounds more German and you know Yiddish, so I yeah. guess that's why it's less common. But yeah, tush is more easy, uh, like push, just tush. Tush, yeah. Um, I always thought that the tukus was a specific part of a chicken because I heard an interview <laughs> the butt of the chicken. Yeah, because in a chicken you got like the the the, the legs and whatever yes. and the breast and stuff, and there is also a kind of a flap at the yeah, back, yeah, which is like quite a nice meaty part, yeah. and that's 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 the tukus. <laughs> the but yeah, the, I guess it's the tukus of the chicken. Yeah. So I heard that yeah. in an interview once, and I always thought that tukus was, was the specific, was specifically the chicken's bum, the chicken's bum in a roast chicken, but it's no, it's it's anyone's bum. It's anyone's bum. Yeah, the tukus. Okay, um, a couple of other s words here. Yeah. Uh, Schmooze. No, we did that. We did schmooze. We did schmooze. Yeah. Uh, schnoz or schnozzle. Yeah, which is a nose, a big nose. A big nose. Yeah. Look at his schnoz. Yeah. Usually means uh, someone who has a big nose and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a good word too. I like it because it sounds like, oh, what a schnoz he's got. Um, yeah. You heard it because uh, you said... I've I've heard it before. I mean, talking I'm, about Ringo Starr. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some interview with the Beatles in America, or maybe in one of their movies. Someone mentions Ringo's schnozzle. Yeah, uh, meaning his big nose. Yeah. So I'd only know. I only knew it from that. I knew it was a kind okay. of a bit of American slang. Yeah. Um, not the sort of thing that gets used every day. Oh, it's in coming England. from snout. Snout, Some, really? Yeah. You see, perhaps schnauz. from perhaps from schnauz or schnauz of schnauz, German. schnauz, yeah, schnauz, schnauz, schnauz meaning yeah. nose. Yeah. Okay, and then stum, keep stum. Yeah, stum is quiet, silence, shut up. Don't say anything. Keep stum. It's between you and me. Stum coming from mute, apparently in German. Okay. That's what they say. Right. Keep stum. Yeah. So that's a very common one. Heard that one lots of times. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing on the list here, we've got this thing called shm redupli- reduplication. Yeah. Shm reduplication. Which doesn't, you have to give the example so it's clear. So reduplication is when you basically say the same thing twice. Yeah. So, uh, but shm reduplication is when you, in the second one, you add shm before it. So yeah. always talking about your podcast all the time. Podcast this, podcast that, podcast schmodcast. Yeah, which kind of just belittles anything. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this pen. Oh, penchman. It's like a dismissive yeah. way of referring to something. Yeah. Oh, look yeah. at my Ferrari. Ah, oh, Ferrari. 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 You can't do it. Yeah, it's really hard to do it with something. Yeah, like the new iPhone's come out. iPhone 16 is coming out. I'm going to go and get the new iPhone. iPhone oh, iPhone. iPhone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's easier. Um, well, there you go. I think we've just done probably... A decent number of words that are commonly used. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of others, actually. We didn't do these two. Oh, okay. Is that important? Verklempt. Verklempt. Very German sounding. Yeah. It's as emo- emotional, like especially emotional. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Over, emo- uh, like, uh, what's the word? Like, overcome Sh- with emotion. Choked up. Choked kind of, up, yeah. Like, you know, can't I'm, when you... Yeah. <laughs> it could be positive or negative. Uh, you know, I'm verklempt because I'm proud of my child, or I'm verklempt because I just won an Oscar, yeah, or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Like, yeah, when when the people win an Oscar and they can't really talk because they're overcome with uh, emotion is verklempt. verklempt. Yeah. And then yenta. Yenta is a, a chat chatterbox, meaning a woman who gossips. Oh, I see. A, right. Yeah, who, who gossips like the village gossip. Like, don't tell her she's a real yenta. She's a real yenta. She's going to tell the whole village. Okay. Kind of thing. I see. All right, you know what? What we need to do now is you need to test me on these things. All right, yeah. So see if you can do that. See, okay, see if you, you want the, the definition computer. and you have to say the word? Yeah, or I, won't, I, say... I won't look at the screen. You okay. just scroll through them. Just give, yeah. me a, give me a definition or some example. So I'll give you the definition. And I have to, and I have you have to have, give you the word. You have to give me the word. Okay. Yeah, let's see if I can actually remember any of these things. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, oh, dear. I'm um, starting easy. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oi, vey. Yeah, good. That's, that's uh, too easy. Um... Oh, this computer's not working. They must have some sort of bug. There's a glitch in my computer. Yeah. Don't marry him. He's a non-Jew. Don't marry him. He's a goy. Good. Uh, 100% so far. Yeah. Uh, Don't marry him because he's a loser. He's a putz. Yeah, good. There are several (laughs) ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, oh my God! He dropped the glass again. What a what a klutz! Yeah, I can't order a cheeseburger because that's not kosher. It just ain't kosher. Yeah. I was going to say before that that kosher is one that's used a lot in British English too. You might hear sort of Cockneys using the word kosher in a gangster movie. Yeah, it means anything that's correct. Any, uh, what would kosher be like? Yeah, correct and acceptable, acceptable and by the that's rules. Right. Yeah, by the rules and yeah, stuff and, like that. And by by definition, not kosher. You say, oh, that's not kosher. See, something's fishy. It's something's not, cool. not right. It's not the done thing. Yeah, something's not right. So you might hear Cockney gangsters like Jason Jason Statham. Statham, just thing. you know, don't do that. It ain't kosher. Yeah. See, um, so yeah. Anyway, that was kosher. Yeah. Um, oh, s stop complaining so much. Stop. Stop kvetching all the time. Kvetch, yeah. kvetch, kvetch. Kvetching, good. What's kvetching? I don't know. I don't know. Kvetching is probably a Yiddish word. Too. Yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, that guy! Uh, that guy's climbing the Eiffel Tower. He's a uh, real schnook or schlemiel. No, meshuganah. Meshuganah. I've got crazy. Yeah, okay. Meshuganah. Oh, I got it one wrong. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he just falls for anything. What a what a schnook! There you go. Yeah, schnook. But he'll believe anything. Yeah. Oh my God, it's hot in here. I'm I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a knock on my door, and this guy was trying to sell me something, and he had this incredibly long spiel. Yeah. Uh, watch out! If you trip over that, you might fall on your. On your tuchus, yeah, on your tush. Yeah, your tush, your tuchus. I, I think I would like the, to thank the Academy. Oh, what's it called? Oh, this is making me so... Oh, I can't remember. Verklempt. Verklempt, Verklempt yeah. yeah. Such a weird word. Yeah, I, another reason why this is well known is because there was this SNL Saturday Night Live sketch or several sketches by Mike Myers mm -hmm. called Coffee Talk, yeah. where he imitated like a 55-year-old Jewish, like cliche of the Jewish woman, mm -hmm. like I guess New York Jewish woman. And and she, and she would use, the character would be like using all of these Yiddish words. It's like, oh, I'm so verklempt. And, um, and it kind of like became very popular, okay. at least like with our generation. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to pray, so I'm going to go to... Uh, shul. Yes. Uh, synagogue. Yeah, synagogue. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You open the door for me. You're such a... Oh, yeah. You're such a... You're a mensch. Yeah, you're such a mensch. Yeah, you open the door for me. You would a mensch. Yeah, wow, well, what a mensch. Uh-huh. Uh, we're pretty good, huh? Wow, she's just going to tell everybody about that. What a... Oh, someone who... Yent, yenta? Yenta, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um... Could you believe that after uh, I paid for his coffee, he came up and he had the he had the chutzpah, yeah, to ask me for for, for dessert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Huh? I think I got most of them, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, right. you did pretty well. Listeners, I wonder how you did as well in that little memory test. And I'm curious to know also if any of these words have worked their way into other languages. I wonder if that's possible. Hmm. Wouldn't be surprised. I haven't heard any of them in French. No. Uh, kosher? I don't think... Well, kosher, yeah, but they have their own word, kasher. Right. Um, but I don't... Like, I know a little bit of Spanish. I haven't heard any of these words in Spanish. I think also, like, English, especially American English, seeing that there are so many immigrants, is a little bit more open to accepting words from other languages. Uh, and so I think that's part of the reason why they're actually like used now and they're considered English words. Because mm, mm. I feel like, you know, I'm saying that because like you know, there's the Académie Française, which like wants to protect the French language from exterior invasion. Right, right. Where I feel like uh, American English, I don't know if it's the same for British English, but it seem, seems a little bit more open. Yeah. Like it's okay if, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. immigrants have brought over this word that's so widely used that it's practically now an English word. A lot of these are used in English as well. We've got sort of Jewish communities in England, like parts of London, for yeah. example, where you would hear a lot of these words being used too in families sort yeah. of like yours. But like any any British person would understand some of these though. Yeah, like, a lot of these uh, would just be understood by by most British people, including like, like keep stum, yeah. um, to schmooze, uh, spiel, um, glib, glib, no glitch. Glitch. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what else? Uh, schlock. Um, klutz. Klutz. Putz. Uh, Oy vey. Mensch. Kosher. 
uh, chutzpah and bagel. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a good deal of them already well known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not bad. All right. Uh, Sebastian, thank you very much for coming on oh, thank you. and talking to us about this. It's been very interesting. Yeah. Um, how, uh, would you like to take this opportunity to promote yourself? This is going to be published probably in May sometime, maybe okay. late May. So if you've got something in the pipeline. Yeah, well, I'm prob I'll probably be hosting my uh, English comedy night in Paris called the New York Comedy Night. Uh, you can check uh, us out. Luke often performs on that. And I also perform in French all over Paris and all over France. So I will probably have a date if you do speak a little bit of French on June 3rd uh, in Paris. June the 3rd. At, 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 at La Gaîté Montparnasse, near Montparnasse. Okay, which yes. is a nice big theater. Yes. You're doing a special one-off. A one-off. One yeah. One-off show. One-off show there. Uh, and that's it. Well, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And I, I, I'm on TikTok, but no one, nobody knows that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't have that many people following. Sebastian Marks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for thank coming you. back thank onto you. Luke's English podcast. It, it was a pleasure. Right, so there you go. That was Sebastian Marks. Thank you very much to Sebastian for his contribution to the episode. So that list again. I said, I said at the beginning of this episode that I would highlight words that I couldn't actually find in the, um, in the Oxford English Dictionary, or at least in the Oxford Dictionary for, for Learners of English online. That's OxfordLearnersDictionaries.com. So the words again, bagel, uh, chutzpah, glitch, goy, uh, klutz, kosher, kvetch, lox, mensch, all of those are in the dictionary. Uh, Meshugana, I couldn't find. Putz, yeah, that's in there. Schlemiel, couldn't find that one. Although I love the word. What else? Uh, schmutz, I couldn't find in the dictionary. Also, schul, schwitz, tuchus, and verklempt, and jenter. All right? I actually couldn't find those in the dictionary. But nevertheless, these are still words that sometimes crop up in English, like I said before in sort of uh, sketches where there are Jewish characters speaking English, but throwing in maybe a few Yiddish words, you know, and that it, that's not just um, sort of exclusive to the Jewish community. The same could be said for any other community in an English speaking country. Like, for example, it might be even even places like in Scotland, where uh, people might speak uh, like uh, the Scots Gaelic language, or in Ireland or Wales, or maybe um, Indian or Pakistani communities living in the UK, they will speak English most of the time, but they might throw in some words from from their native languages too. They might throw in some words from the language associated with their sort of their roots too. But anyway, I hope you found this to be an interesting conversation. And I wonder also if if those words are used in your countries as well, right? Because um, obviously, these this it's not just English. I'm sure that these words have made their way into other languages as well. All right. Um, that's all I've got to say at the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Leave your comments uh, on the page for this episode on my website. Okay. Have a lovely day, morning, afternoon, evening or night. And uh, I'll speak to you again soon. By the way, also, let me just give a little plug to Sebastian Marks. His website was sebmarks.com, right? Seb Marks. You know how to spell Marks, like Karl Marx or the Marx Brothers. Sebmarks.com. Let me just have a quick look at his website. Because I want to plug his comedy shows. Um, so you can find his shows. So he's performing in French. Uh, so if you are French, and uh, yes, I do have French people listening to this show. Hello, bonjour or bonsoir, where, whatever time of day it is. Um, ça va? Go and see Sebastian Marx's stand-up show in Paris. He's a very funny man. You can see him at, uh, where is he? He's at, he's at La Gaîté Montparnasse. Actually, no, looking at his website, Seb is on tour. Wow, he's doing a tour of France and also Belgium, performing in places like Paris, Nice, Marseille, uh, Genève, Nantes, Montpellier, Toulouse, Bordeaux, and, and lots of other places. He's touring throughout June. Check him out. Uh, oh, oh, actually, wait a minute. When, am I, when is this going to go up? When's this episode going to be published? It's going to be published um, 24th of May. All right, so... 
And maybe I've come a little bit late here because it looks like he's by the time you listen to this, he'll be coming to the end of his his um, his run. But he's he's performing in Marseille on the 26th of May, Geneva in Switzerland on the 27th of May, then Nantes uh, on the 4th of June um, and Paris um, on the 3rd of June. Go to sebmarks.com if you want to see Sebastian performing live. He's good. He's really good. He's been doing it for many years now and he's a funny man. It looks like he's only performing in French, but he does, on Saturdays, he does a show called The New York Comedy Night, which you heard me and him mention there. The New York Comedy Night, where other performers come and and uh, do sort of 10 or 15 minute spots uh, in English. And that is at Palais de Glace near Republique in Paris every Saturday, uh, Saturday evening. So come along to that. Sometimes I perform at that show as well. Anyway, if, you, if you're interested in seeing Seb Marks performing at his show, then go to sebmarks.com and you can find his tour dates and stuff like that. Okay. All right, then. This really is the, the end of the episode now. Thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you uh, very soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.